everyone, welcome to My Last Watch. My name is Kaylee. And I'm Gunn. And thanks for joining us on our quest for a... Nomos Campus. In our last episode, I hooked up Gunn to Mike and floated the idea of flipping a $100 watch into a dream watch, which in this case is a Nomos Campus for Gunn's dad, since someone is always trying <laughs> to convince me that watches are a great investment. So now I've actually been called out by the wifey and now I need to decide on a watch to sell. Like I shared on our first episode, um, I sold my first watch, but other than that, I haven't sold any watches in my collection for the past five years that I've been collecting. For this episode, while I decide on my watch to sell, I thought what would be interesting content for my audience. And I thought getting your perspective or your view on this watch collecting hobby and having a partner who collects watches, I just wanted to get your perspective on it. I'm down for that. I think we should give a little bit of context to your audience. Yes. I think it was probably about a year ago mm -hmm. that you started your Patina Mihazy Correct. <laughs> Instagram account. <laughs> And I remember, like, I don't think I found out about it for several months after you started it. Mm -hmm. Is there a reason you didn't tell well, me sooner? I, well, I just wanted to have, like, a following before <laughs> I, mean, I told like, you. I wouldn't care if you had, like, one, you know, 10 But still, but I didn't know if this yeah. was a long-term commitment or if okay. this was going to be a short-term project where I just... Well, the original plan for... The reason I joined Instagram was actually to acquire the Corona Tokyo watch. Oh. For because it was for that launch because there was a launch coming up and Corona Tokyo is an independent watch brand that doesn't actually do a lot of marketing or advertisements and when they do launch it's always, always in small batches so I knew their main method of communication was Instagram and that's one of the main points that I joined Instagram was so uh, I could have a good shot at acquiring the Corona Tokyo Mori anniversary watch which I ended up getting because of Instagram Okay, I guess that makes a bit more sense because before you joined Instagram, you would always take pictures of your watch when we're out and about. And I guess now it's good that you actually have a place to post the pictures. Yes, yeah, so that, that was for my own. Yes, yeah, so that was for my own sake. And now that I have Instagram, other people can also, uh, I can share the watches and also connect with other Seiko collectors or just other vintage watch collectors. So it's been nice to have that platform, especially during the pandemic, just being able to connect with the watch community. And then also just to clear the air, on the previous episode, I was talking about Rolex watches. I just wanted to make sure everyone knows that um, I do like Rolexes, don't get me wrong. There are a few Rolexes that I would love to have in my collection. Uh, the Rolex Explorer 2 being one of them, the Polar Explorer. I think it's a beautiful watch, but right now uh, at this point of the hobby, I don't have the sufficient funds. So I just want to make sure that everyone knows I'm not bashing Rolex. <laughs> I can't afford Rolex. I just wanted to know I prefer different independent brands because that's my personal style. But I just wanted to get that out there. I'm not hating on Rolex. <laughs> it seems like you're very self-conscious about this. Well, last episode, I was kind of... You, you didn't uh, bash him too much. But I just wanted to, you know, make sure I... You don't want to alienate any... Yes, because everyone collects Rolexes. Okay. And so... <laughs> All right, that's fair. But for this episode, it wasn't really about me. I wanted okay. to flip the script. Just a quick background about us. We've been married uh, since... 2017 oh, or 2016 oh <laughs> 2016 so it's been 2021 so it's been about yeah, five years okay. and we've been dating since 2010 so we've been together for 
Okay, yes. 11 years. Yes, that's right. 2010. <laughs> that is correct. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. This is off to a rocky start. I know. This ups, we're going to have okay. to <laughs> edit that. But anyways, I know you've had your ups and downs about this hobby. So I just wanted to get your perspective or what are your thoughts on this watch hobby? I mean, I'm not totally opposed to it. I think I do realize that at the end of the day, you don't only collect something because of its monetary value or because mm -hmm. it's a good investment, but at least this is something that in the long run is probably not going to lose too much value. If anything, most likely it will appreciate. My perspective though is I wish you would pace yourself a little bit more because these are pieces, right, that you're going to be keeping for a lifetime <laughs> Yes. to start. It's not like you have a huge collection. I mm -hmm. think it's just that you've been collecting for five years. So mm -hmm. relatively short, I would say, Very on the span of the collection, right? Mm -hmm. That's kind of why I like this project is because you can still get the excitement mm -hmm. of getting watches and doing all this research, mm -hmm. but there's really an end goal watch in mind. Mm -hmm. And I think this is something that will definitely take us sometimes so it's something that i think will keep you busy <laughs> yes. without looking for a whole bunch of uh, watches for yourself personally so the reason i brought up that last question was because when we were doing our finance meeting uh we both realized that for our last month's expenses there's a big chunk of that that went towards a watch purchase i purchased the chrono tokyo chronograph uh that just released in march and i've been waiting for it for a while and it's definitely the most expensive watch in my collection but um, when we were doing our meeting, I just wanted to kind of get your perspective on that. I know you've been following this watchmaker for a long time, and I know how difficult it is to get the watch. Like, I remember mm -hmm. the very first time you went to try to get the first watch, um, I think you had to like wake up early and you also told your brother to try to get the watch <laughs> too, who's in Korea. So. <laughs> At this point, this was like an international quest to get this very first watch. And kind of just by a stroke of luck, I think there were some technical difficulties that time. So yes. they were kind of more lenient and more generous in terms of, they, they just ended just up to, Just to explain more, that situation, right? this was for the Chrono Tokyo Mori. There's only 50 of these watches being sold. A lot of people had these watches in the cart, but the payment system failed, so they weren't able to acquire it. And I. I was one of those people. Chrono Tokyo um, released a post saying that they're going to open up the uh, watch purchase for an infinite, for five minutes. I believe it was 10 minute period where they wouldn't sell out and you would have that 10 minute period to purchase the watch. And I was able to do so for the second batch. But yes, I lucked out because of that glitch they had in the payment system. Go ahead. Okay, this is all bringing back memories because <laughs> now, I, now I remember I was pretty upset when you got that watch. Because I think maybe just a month or so prior, you had gotten some, maybe like one or, or two vintage Seikos that I think was a, a good deal. Yes. And at that point in time, we had discussed that that was going to be like your last watch for a year. <laughs> That's kind of why we, we named this podcast My Last Watch, because Gunn's always trying to assure me like, this is going to be my last watch for at least like, you know, a year or a year or two. And um it's very interesting how many last watches you have, but yeah, actually, I kind of <laughs> <No> remember. <laughs> I kind of remember, you know, you telling me about this watchmaker and how the odds of you getting the watch were so low. Mm -hmm. So in my mind, I was wasn't necessarily taking this very seriously because I kind of figured, oh, you know, this watch is pretty expensive, but there's no way he's going to get it. <laughs> and then there's that technical glitch, and somehow you ended up getting the watch. So, um, yeah, to be honest, initially I was 
the you're upset. Yeah, you're pissed. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean it's a lot of money to spend on on a watch. I think what is helping me be more accepting of these occasional purchases mm-hmm. is just knowing that you know it's it's not going to be something that is really going to lose value mm-hmm. Ho- i mean hopefully but i think for the most part i mean it seems like these watches are very sought after so mm-hmm. when you told me there's an opportunity to get this black chronograph, chronograph watch mm-hmm. i think i was more open to it just mm-hmm. because i knew there probably wouldn't be a chance or like a shoe in chance yeah. to get this I don't know if lucked out is the right term, but because there were some issues with them shipping the first watch, the watch probably arrived in the States February, January, February. Yeah. But then it took you like at least, what, three weeks to get it to Seattle? At least three weeks. There was, yeah, yeah. there was that issue with DHL and it was during the holidays and yeah, the shipment was held in storage. So basically what Corona Tokyo did was uh, they have a contributor status. And these contributor statuses, certain they have certain perks. And one of the perks is for their releases, if you are interested, they'll let you, uh, they'll allocate a watch to you. And luckily, because of that glitch before for the Chrono Tokyo Mori, I was able to uh, be a contributor and get the chronograph. So that was the story behind that watch, which I'm very excited to get. I know it's going to take a few months, but uh, Chrono Tokyo, the dials are absolutely amazing. It's one of a kind. And honestly, to get something uh, that has Hajime Asaoko's uh, DNA at a fraction of the price, like I said, the other watches that he sells as independent watches are in the $20,000 range. It's a way to experience his uh, pieces at a much affordable price. And that's what makes me a big fan of the brand. Uh, so we're coming up on about a year of you launching Patina Me Hazy mm-hmm. because you launched that in... April, I believe. A- April, April May. May. Yeah. Okay. It's just really crazy because that was a little bit after we started being in lockdown. Last year, at the end of February, mm-hmm. we went to Arizona. <laughs> like one day I was on Instagram and I was just scrolling through my feed and I started seeing these ads for Innings Fest, which is a baseball themed music <laughs> festival in Tempe, Arizona. Such a cool festival. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the reason why that popped out is like we're both baseball actually i i would say i'm more of a baseball fan Correct. and eventually you kind of mm-hmm. really like baseball as well um so i've been a mariners fan which honestly is a very hard fan to be because <laughs> the mariners legit have not been good in 20 years probably even longer than 20 years well, i think 2001 was when we last went to the playoffs and that was like a magical season with 116 wins but Ever since then, we've, you know, have maybe come close to reaching the playoffs a couple of times, but have never actually gone to the postseason, so. But this year is the year. <laughs> we have all... <laughs> I know. Well, what would be ironic if is if we, like, did go to the playoffs, but we weren't able to go into to any no. games. Like, that yeah. would be... Anyways, so, you know, I've been a Mariners fan for quite some time, and something that I've always wanted to do is go to Arizona and go to a spring training game. So when I saw this ad for this baseball-themed music festival, I was like, oh, this is perfect. Like, there's a couple bands that I'm actually interested in seeing. There was Weezer, Portugal the Man, Death Cab for Cutie. Death Cab was a letdown. <laughs> yeah, so Ben Gibbard got, like, sick. Middle of the set. Well, actually, not even the middle of the set. They did about two songs, and then they just had to leave. <laughs> Fortunately, Weezer made up for that. Weezer mm-hmm. was great. Oh, yeah, Weezer was Portugal great. the Man was really good, too. Mm-hmm. We saw Dave Matthews' band and... Same song on repeat for three hours. Okay. 
I just like Rolex fans. There's a lot of Dave Matthews fans, so you might want to be careful about what you say about I Dave take that, I take that back. Um, you know, I'm going to be frank. I only know a couple of Dave Matthews songs, Crash being one of the main ones, and he didn't even play that. So, um, you know, it, it was fun. I think at least we can cross that off of our list mm-hmm. that we saw Dave Matthews. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, it was actually, it was just a really fun trip because it was the perfect combination of like outdoor music festival. And then we ended up catching a Mariners game, which was really fun. It was super hot. Because <laughs> <laughs> whenever I would see spring training games on TV, I always wanted to sit in the outfield. Ooh, where there's no you know, actual day. seats. I was like, oh man, this looks like so cool to just be in the outfield. Maybe we'll catch like a, a home run or something. And now that we've done that experience once, <laughs> I am fine with sitting in seats next time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the great thing about those spring training stadiums, I mean, they do feel a lot smaller. Mm-hmm. And so I think next time we could actually sit pretty close yeah. and, and have it be a really intimate experience. So mm-hmm. anyways, that was really fun. But um, right after we got back from the trip, my coworker texted me that night and was like, hey, you should probably pick up your laptop and stuff for the office because we're going to be working from home from now. You know, during that trip, we had talked about COVID a little bit, but mm-hmm. at that time, you know, no one could really have anticipated no. that it was going to turn into what it turned into. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I remember like swinging by the office, picking up my stuff and it's almost, no, actually it has, it has been a year later. And yep. um, it's been exactly a year. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know, I was just thinking of reflecting back on that time and ironically, or maybe not ironically, we're actually in Bellevue for the weekend. We did a little <laughs> staycation. In October, we went to Portland, Portland yep. for a couple nights. Mm-hmm. And so since October, this is really our first time like sleeping outside of our, mm-hmm. our house. Like we've, we've pretty much been laying low this whole time. We have, but yeah. it was a very well-timed staycation. So I wanted to thank you for planning everything. This was a surprise mm-hmm. weekend staycation. Yeah. And just a little change of scenery. We're not far from home. We're only 20 minutes away, but just having a change of scenery, uh, I think that's really been what we both needed. Our bubble has been very small. Our bubble has been very small. So it actually was pretty surprising going to Bellevue this weekend because, <laughs> damn, like there's a lot of people out. And Holiday season at the malls. Yeah, it was really odd because, I mean, I, I don't like shopping in general but i had this excitement about just checking out the mall mm-hmm. i mean one of the things i wanted to do was go to the lego store guns have been trying to build this <laughs> land rover i got since it. the beginning of the year we got it yeah. i got it for christmas and i started yeah. building at the beginning of the year i found out i was missing one single piece which we order and it took about two weeks to arrive and so after I got it, I started putting it together and then found out I'm missing two more pieces. So we're still waiting. I've placed the order and we're waiting for two more pieces to arrive. This might be a year long project. I don't, I'm not sure. It was really cute though, because the Lego packaging said something like time sensitive mail. <laughs> Do not delay. We need those pieces. <laughs> so I think the fortunate thing about this and pretty amazing you think about it like how big of an issue this is and honestly it will continue to be an issue right but Mm -hmm. um you know just the thought that there's kind of a solution in sight with the Mm -hmm. vaccine that's pretty exciting so hopefully a few more months and then the vaccines rolled out to the general public yeah hopefully fingers crossed Mm -hmm. yeah once everything opens up i imagine that slowly we'll probably be doing some trips Mm -hmm. gonna be busier now that we can go out and see people and whatnot does that mean that you're gonna slow down on your watch hobby? 
I think so. Now that you've asked that I kind of pace myself and I do believe the pandemic, I had so much time on my hands and I was just getting into way too much watches. Um, I had so many watches on my radar and with all that time on my hands, I thought uh, that was the You're reason. because you said time on your hands and we're talking about watches. Yes. <laughs> I could see that spark. Okay. So I do blame the pandemic for... A few unstable emotional purchases in the moment, but I, I do agree that once uh, the pandemic is over and we return to our normalized lives, I'll definitely pace myself and get better at it. And I mean, I think with this project, right, it's kind of a pace yourself activity. Yeah. What do you think your dad's going to think of all this? What do you mean? Like his watch that we're going to give yeah, to him? Yeah. Well, we should talk about this beforehand. What was really frustrating about the experience in Hawaii was we went into a boutique. It was in Waikiki and they had uh, IWC, Nomos and a couple of other brands. And we actually saw the watch that we liked and we were about to purchase it and they had it in stock. It was a Nomos campus and we wanted to purchase it. They said they only had the one on the display. display one. So they didn't have a brand new watch and they were like, oh, but it's the same watch, but it's clearly not. Because the one that on display is, you know, who who knows how long it's been sitting out? Probably a few scratches. And when you purchase a watch, you want it to be brand new. If you're going into a boutique and purchasing a watch at full price, you want it to be brand new, not something that was on display. So that was frustrating because we had, you know, my dad was excited to get this watch. So I think when he actually does receive the Nomos Campus, I think he's going to be super excited. And then once we share the journey and how we got to that watch, I think it'll be that much more meaningful. So I'm very excited. Hopefully we actually do reach to the to that goal because like I said, I haven't sold watches in five years. As a watch collector, it's kind of hard selling a watch that's been in your collection. I think the Panerai was very easy to sell just because I never felt like it was my watch, mm -hmm. even though it was a gift. I didn't have any rest time with it and I didn't really have that bonding experience. I had no difficulties in you know selling that watch, but these other watches that I've had in my collection for a few years, this emotional connections that even if it's only a hundred dollar watch is more difficult to sell right. so yeah i think that's why this is going to be more time bound and it'll take us a lot longer than we had first expected to see um our progression into a nomos campus and on the next episode that's actually what we'll be covering because i think you've come to a decision on what watch you want to start mm -hmm. out with i think so I mean, I've narrowed it down to two watches, but um, we'll, we'll have to, I'll, I'll need some more time to decide. But as we close down the second episode, I had a question, one last question for you. So when I was first starting this hobby, I was trying to get you involved in watch collecting as well, trying to get you interested. For our 10 year anniversary, I got you a beautiful Tudor, vintage Tudor, that's your birth year, that has never been worn. When I was looking for a watch for you, I had a couple of criterias. One being it had to be a quartz watch because I knew you would not manually wind or set the time for the watch. So I knew you would not wear an automatic watch. And then it had to be simple just because of your preferred style, simple and classic. And then also I wanted to get something that was meaningful. And so I found your birth year watch, which was found in Portland. Was that last year? No, it's or been... Or was that two years ago? Two years ago, I'd say. Not, not quite ten years. Ago. <laughs> <laughs> it was meant. It was meant to be a ten years, up. yeah, okay. Okay. anniversary watch, but it has never been worn <laughs> by you. So, it, in my defense, mm -hmm. I, in general, just don't wear a whole bunch of jewelry. Okay. Like, you know, no, no, you've I've never really seen me wear much jewelry. 
I will blame the pandemic a little bit. It's not like we're going out, right? So it's probably not a watch that I would just wear Mm -hmm. on a, you know, going to work. I'd probably want to save it for a special occasion. And no, I I mean, I definitely recognize it's a special gift and that you, I mean, I could tell you were very excited (laughs) about it. I will say, and hopefully you don't take too much offense to this. Okay. You know how sometimes, or at least when I was young, right? Sometimes you buy something for someone Mm -hmm. and it's a gift for that person, but it's kind of like a gift to yourself. (laughs) That is kind of how I saw this gift. So as as an example, like, you know, when you're a kid, maybe you buy your sister an Avril Lavigne CD, but you actually buy it because you want to burn that CD yourself. (laughs) So the Tudor watch is kind of like your version of the Avril Avril Lavigne Lavigne CD. (laughs) Right? Okay, fair enough. No, fair enough. I mean, you fair. definitely have taken out it out a lot more than I have. And again, I, I realize like it's a nice watch, like, mm-hmm. but I, yeah, I'm just not much of a jewelry person. That's in true. Okay. Uh, now we're wrapping up episode two. I think for episode two, I was more well prepared. I knew what I was getting myself into, <laughs> and I had a few questions for you as well. So I think it went much smoother than our episode one. I ho- hopefully I didn't have as many nervous laughs. I don't know. We'll see when we're editing. Editing is the true test of, <laughs> of how well it went. But yeah, no, this this was a good second run, and I think we'll get more comfortable as we go, too. All right. Well, thanks, everyone, for joining us. Uh, my last watch. I believe this is going to be a wrap for episode two. Thank yeah. you, everyone. Thanks. To see some of the watches featured on today's podcast, check out my last watch pod on Instagram. That's my last watch pod, all one word on Instagram.